Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled Just Like That. Your favourite fact podcast is back once again. My name is Dan, thank you for being there. If you've just joined us, never heard us before, we are going to bring you nine facts. You just decide whether they are worth sharing or worth chucking into that bin of nonsense that grows bigger by the day. I have stuff for you about who Super Mario almost was, an inspirational goose, and how big the Milky Way is. Connor is also here. We're going to talk about your best year and why. Disneyland, you'll like that one, Mark. And um, Boston College and why it could be the best college. Your best ear and mm. why. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not, your, not your best year, best ear. Ear hole. Ear hole. Best year 2004, best ear, my left ear. Mark, what do you have? Uh, this week, crashing planes in the desert, why a roller coaster loop shouldn't be a circle, and the final fact that is very fitting. There we go. So much is roller coasters inspirational geese it's a brand new episode of baffle hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wondered if you lads could help me. Probably not. Is it called Alice in Wonderland or Alice's Wonderland? Alice in Wonderland. Thought it might be. It's interesting. I like the it? fact you thought I'll ask these guys rather than just Google it. Well, so I've got a few a few questions. It, yeah. As well, well, at first, it's not just a question. It is just a point that it is amazing how you get to the age that you have got without knowing these things. Well, I always thought it was Alice in Wonderland, but I was on the tube in today and there was a um, like an ad up for an audible book thing that you could listen to. And it was called Alice's Wonderland. And I didn't know if that was just, a, just a slightly different version. Yeah. And then, but then it got me questioning myself and I thought, was it always what was it called where you the think Mandela effect there we go that's what I thought it could have been but no maybe it was just an advertising slogan maybe it was it advertised to me didn't it well, and, and, on and here. to everyone here yeah Gaffold is not sponsored by Audible yeah indeed yeah Alison Wonderla any other questions of books or whatever that you think a lot of people know but have been getting wrong come back to me yeah Mark what's your first fact on the show if you want a better chance at surviving a plane crash buy the cheap seats Oh, this is positioning, isn't it? This is positioning that, yeah, to do with positioning, yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard like theories about this before. So in 2012, scientists from the US, the UK and Germany crashed a Boeing 727 in the Mexican desert. They crashed it into the Sonoran Desert at 140 miles per hour. Purposely. Purposely. So they right. did it for, uh, for science, but also for a TV show to discover what would happen if a plane crashed. Mm-hmm. So a plane crashing at 140 miles an hour Coming down nose first. If you are in first class, you are gone. I'm sorry. Good way to go, though. I mean, Probably asleep. It's very hard to be in those things yes. not sleeping. Either that or having very your true. post-nap magnum they give you. Yeah, maybe that. 
But anyway, you're gone. First seven rows of economy or even maybe premium economy, you're gone. It's like an economy If you're over the wings, you're getting leg injuries, but you are going to live. If you're in the cheap seats at the back, you're walking away from that. Bloody cold, though. You are happy happy as Larry. But how... So where are they crashing? For this very specific set of circumstances to occur, yes. how high are you falling from? How fast are you going? Where is it landing? So this can't was a guarantee that I'm staying alive. No. So this is basically, so essentially what they did was they flew a plane to cruising altitude. Then the pilots got, on, got their parachutes on and went, all right, see you later. They then remote controlled the plane for a little bit and then let it crash from cruising altitude going at 140 miles an hour. So wild, this experiment, isn't it? I mean, that goes wrong, and you are liable for a hell of a lot. <laughs> this is why they did it in Mexico, because there was a, a of, yeah. grand area of nothing that yeah, they crashed yeah. into. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying that they're guaranteeing that if you're at the end, that you're fine. I thought the plane I never would... said guarantee. No, he did it, but I thought it would just well, blow he's, up. He's, he's, your words were, you're walking away. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. if it crashes in that way, then you will probably walk away. So it's safe to say that next time we fly over Ryanair to Nurhai in Spain, pay the £10. Get your seats at the back. Why yeah. Nurhai in Spain? Well, that's where I'm going this year. It's the first thing that comes to mind. Nice place? Yeah, yeah, quite nice. Yeah, I, I think I couldn't find it at first. I kept spending it wrong. I was spending it N-E-H-A. And I said to Heidi, are you sure your mum like, has actually suggested a, a good place? She was like, yeah, it's N-E-R-G-A. Ugh. And then oh. I entered a whole new but world. That's an anecdote like, oh. our listeners loved. I was like, this town looks lovely. I would, I'd still, I'd probably take it, you know, because I'd, you, you'd die a bit smug. You, yeah, you'd die a bit smug. You would you die smugly, it's true. it's true. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, you know, I've flown business a few times and it is more comfortable at the front of the plane. It is nice. Ugh. Nice bit of lounging. I recall the only time I've ever flown first class, I was absolutely knackered, so it's really annoying because there's so much that you want to make up the most of, mm. but you can't because you're knackered. I think you're effectively paying for the... Ability to sleep. I remember the f- the first time I, I flew business, and um, they uh, they went to me, drink, sir. So yeah, just tap water. They were like, oh, a menu. So like, oh. you don't suit business class. Oh, I did. No, I, you, I, no, I you don't. Not at all. Why? You're that person that the stewards and stewardesses going through business class go. Oh, we got one of them in. So the best bit about it as well, we One got of them snuck through. They've turned left rather than going right and found an empty seat. It was actually quite funny. We uh we we got the upgrades. My friend who I was travelling with, his cousin worked for BA, so he upgraded us. We didn't know about it. We're sitting in economy, right? We're just like sitting in normal seats. And we're looking at the curtain, you know, that they put up between you and first class. Yeah. And, oh, look at this curtain, that in it. Then we got taken into first class. Curtain was slightly open. I'm thinking, shut the curtain. <laughs> Get rid of the peasants, hey? Get it shut. Don't let them see my niceties. Yeah, I want to see her any joy. I don't want anything smells. leaking out through this curtain. Shut oh. it before they get a sniff of this. Can you smell that? What's that smell? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it smells like poverty. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, yeah. The best thing, and I, you know, I hasten to add, I'm joking there because I've never actually paid for any of these things. Neither have I. I. Is it's all about the lounges, isn't it? It's all about that lounge access. Yes. And you can pay for lounge access. And every time me and my f- girlfriend go on the flight, we think, shall we pay for the lounge access? Because by the time we've got our breakfast at Weatherspoons and by the time I've had a couple of Stellas, you're paying for that anyway. But I feel like it's, it's you know, the lounge access at airports is very similar to when you buy the premium seats at the O2 or at the football. You lose the Atmos. I like the airport Atmos. I, don't I like the airport. I well, like the Atmos of busyness and oh sh- Where's my flight and someone find me a seat yes. and oh god, this baby, please stop crying. Yes, that, that lovely atmosphere. I like the hustle and bustle. Everyone's running around. You've got some in Garfunkels with beans on toast. You've got the others in WH Smith no, selecting a book. What. I love it. And then you go in the perfume shop. You end up spending 50 quid on a perfume I you don't like. I tell you what I don't like. Great. It's, it, it's the very, f- it, it, it's the, the, the panicked, slightly older people 
who are worried that they're not going to get their food in time for their flight. Yeah. Even though with 15 minutes to go, they've decided to order, you know, steak and yeah. chips. What are they doing? Yeah, and they're running along and they can't actually drug their suitcase. So and then it's they just want to pay the bill out. and then they'll get furious and just kind of slam their 20 pounds on the table. Come on, sweet, 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 sweet. Come and then, and then on the other side of the airport, you've got Dave and Sarah that got there five hours in advance. They're nine pints deep in Weatherspoon. She's had a bottle of Prosecco. Sorted. That's a bit of me, that is. Yeah, no, yeah I thought it would be. So you start in spoons and end up in first class on the plane. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's good. Little it's a dream. Guinness, little Guinness to go. Yeah, and then a Moe on the plane. Connor, give us your first fact of the show. Uh, if you spent one night in each hotel room in Disney World... How long do you reckon it would take you to sleep in all of them? Oh, I don't, I don't think you'd be able to. I think it would take you too long. Disney World where? The, 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 there is only the, one Disney World, yeah. Daniel. That would be Orlando in Florida. Come oh, on. Right. So Get your Disney facts sorted. So we call America- As he sits there in a Space Jam t-shirt <laughs> telling you what he's right and wrong. No, not actually bro. Disney property. Mm. But, you know. Is it not now? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. You see the police, Warner Brother. How many years do you reckon? <laughs> remember that t-shirt, sorry. Every hotel room in right, the whole so of Disney World. How many parts do they have? Four. Plus two water parks. How many hotels do they have? Ooh, like 15, maybe? Yeah, right, so let's say 15. How many rooms in each hotel do you reckon? Thousands. But let's say 2,000. So that's 30,000. So that's 100 years. 68 years to sleep in all of them. There you go. I told you I wouldn't be alive by the end of it. Point. Not with how old I am now. Have you seen in the news this week when we've been recording... There's been the guy who's been to Disneyland every single day that it's been open for the last 10 years. Yeah, saw that. So he obviously lives in Florida. I think, I think California. Dis- yeah. California. Oh, sorry. So it wasn't Disneyland. Disneyland. Come Can on. We please get, please get your Disney's right. It's really confusing me. Disney World, Florida. Disneyland is LA. And then you've got Disney Paris. Yeah. And a home. Disneyland Paris. What are Euro Disney? Uh, not since 1996. Honestly, it's weird, isn't it? He's, he's a full grown <laughs> adult man. Word, isn't it? This this guy has been there, not Mark. This other guy that's, been there <laughs> not that's got the Guinness World Record has been there every day for like the last ten years. It's cost him a bomb. How much is park access? I'm assuming he's got annual pass, but it's still a a lot. You got annual pass? No, a lot of money. No, but he's got the old vacation scheme, doesn't he? <laughs> where it's one of these, it's like one of these strange timeshares where they trick you to make you think it's cheaper when you could just fly there and you know, walk in. They're like. Welcome home. Thank you. I'd love to go. He, only, every day, though. What, what, what is he doing every day? Just going on the Tower of Terror. He beca- oh, it's a lot guess of tur- what? A lot of turkey legs. The only time I went there. Tower, Toast. Yeah, shut. Oh. What's the turkey leg thing? Uh, it's just a very American snack. Just, uh, oh, okay. Just a, just a leg of turkey. I thought it was a very specifically Disneyland fact. Hey. Well, I'm fu- look, I love the fact that people have passions. I think that's great. You know, the internet... Uh, the development of it means that if you're into anything, you can find loads of people who are also into it for you. Mm. As long as it's not, you know, something weird or killing loads of people, then that's fine. Well, yeah, we hope it's not that. What? But it's like, like real rabid Disney adults are a bit strange. Well, I've never been. I mean, I, even I will admit that is a bit strange. I've been to Disneyland Paris and obviously loved it. I've never ever been. I've been to the one in LA. Yeah, Universal I went to with the school on a school trip for like half a day. It's not Disneyland. I know. I've never been to Florida. <laughs> Absolutely raging. I could just feel the yeah. But I do feel that when I go there, the addiction will definitely kick in. But I just haven't got you know, but there's, five there's grand to spend Don't open on. yourself to the addiction. What is it? Five grand for a holiday? Man, I, I, don't, I don't know. Mum and dad take you, don't they? I'm, I'm so rich, I don't know. Birthday don't present. Know. I don't pay. It's a drop in the ocean for me. <laughs> I, you ready, Marky? It's not, it's not the addiction, is it? Necessarily. It's like, I'm, fi- I'm fine with people going and like enjoying it. Adults going. It's 
Like when people go all the time and they get the T-shirt made that says mum, daddy, daughter. I hate those people. You know, with, and, and they're wearing the Mickey Mouse hats. Can't be dealing with it. What do you wear? What's your uniform when you get... Look, I, sh- I should explain. Uniform? If you have just switched... If you just found our podcast and you've made it this far, thank you very much. Mark loves Disneyland. And, and Disney World. Disney's right. And prefer- you Disney. What do you wear? Prefers Disney World. He uh, wears a lanyard with badges. No, I don't. I'm not one of those people. I'll just, I'll just wear... T-shirt and shorts. I'm not a matching T-shirt kind of guy. Are they branded Disney. Uh, occasionally, I wear a Disney T-shirt. Yeah, but <laughs> legend. But it's never a matching one. Never. I refuse to be one of those people who walks around in a matching Disney top. Question. Absolutely not. When you wear a non-Disney T-shirt, there. Yes. Do you feel a little bit like it's Mufti Day at school? Do you feel a little bit rogue? Did you pay a, a pound bit, on entry? Bit, yeah. <laughs> it just feels a little bit naughty. Non-uniform day. Feels a little bit naughty. <laughs> oh God, he's great. Mark likes Disneyland and Disney World and Disneyland in France. What's it called? <laughs> Disneyland Paris. Have you been to all of them? No. You've been to Just World? I've, well, I've been to those three, but I haven't been to Tokyo, Shanghai or Hong Kong. And it would take you how many? 68 years in Disney World to sleep in all of the hotel rooms that are there. Well, we've discovered before on the podcast that you can stay in the castle, can't you? In the very famous castle yes. in... You know, in Disneyland and in Disney World, they have the famous castle. Who does it belong to? Is it meant to be Cinderella's? Whatever. It depends which park you're at. So they've got this lovely, you can stay there and they have a secret club. Is there any studies? Do they know which is, bam, bam, like the most expensive room? What is the nicest room of all the the 68 years worth? I would probably have sex if I stayed in the castle, wouldn't you? (laughs) I think I'd have to do that. That would have to happen. Would that have to happen? You'd feel like it would have to happen. Mark would just be there. In his Disney t-shirt and nothing else. Not going to answer my question. What did you ask? Sorry. Does anyone know which the best one is, the most expensive one? The most expensive would be the Grand Floridian. Hold on, let's, see, let's see if he's right. Most expensive, I mean, if he gets this right, that's kind of wild. Most expensive hotel room in Disney World. World, yeah. Um, I'm just coming up with Expedia and a load of options. What is the most... Uh, it's a presidential and a VIP suite. In Disney's Contemporary Resort, which costs up to $5,200 per night during holidays, and Disney's Annual Kingdom Lodge, which starts at uh, $5,300. So it's Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. That Uh, is $5,300 per night. That's what I Disney Animal Kingdom. (laughs) What? He stays there. Really? Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's not most expensive. Well, it says it is. I mean, that room might be, but it's not in general. Well, it's your, your... so when you look out your bedroom window, you've got the animals? Yeah. Wake up, see the carpe. Really? See a giraffe? Yeah, out of their home. So what, do your mum and dad have quite a successful farm up north? <laughs> no, because they made the money down south. Right, yeah. These are the people that are Made the money all- down south, that's how you do it. These are the people pricing locals out of their homes. Yeah. Oh, f- second, third and fourth homers. Like Isn't it wild <laughs> that we, we do a Disney fact, he stays in the most expensive place, walks around in his Disney t-shirt... <laughs> No. Got also, what I love about this is that for the whole of this, producer Adam has been laughing his head off at how much I love Disney. He was there last weekend. Excuse me, sir. I got my lanyard with whether the all-you-can-eat buffet. Have you got the Mickey Mouse waffles this month, sir? First fact of the show for me, the only reason Super Mario exists was because Nintendo couldn't get Popeye. You know Popeye the Sailor Man? Yeah, the one that eats spinach. Eats spinach, Popeye mm. the Sailor Man. Mm. Very famous cartoon. Yeah. 
especially here in the UK. I don't really know how it translated across the world. I think it must have been American. I will I assume it must have translated very well because after the success of Donkey Kong, which was Nintendo's real big first game, they decided that they need something else. They wanted another game and they wanted it to be focused on Popeye because they felt that Popeye would be a very good character to jump over the barrels like Donkey Kong. And he was already obviously established, so they were going to buy the they're going to buy the rights to Popeye. Exactly, but they couldn't get the rights to Popeye. So what they, was Popeye? Uh, to, like, what company was he in with? Do we know? know? I can't remember. Who it was. was. I remember watching the shows. Was it Nintendo? Uh, no, Nickelodeon. No, it would have been older than that. I don't know. A lot of money, old Popeye. I reckon. I think it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, I reckon he was. I reckon he was a lot of money to buy old Popeye. Well, Popeye was first introduced in 1929 in the Daily King Features comic strip, and yeah, obviously now it's huge. Then made a proper TV show about it, and Nintendo wanted Popeye. They couldn't get Popeye two out of their price range, so they had to come up with a character. So they came up with. Super Mario. Super Mario, yes, yes, so good. Plumber as well, and I never realised he was a plumber until the later years of my life. Yeah, I think... I just thought he was a little Italian pizza-making man. <laughs> Paint him with a wide brush then. Yeah, yeah. He's Italian, he speaks funny. Yeah, no, I genuinely thought that he was a pizza-maker, and then I realised he was a plumber. And then Luigi come along, didn't he? What, why is he a plumber? I don't know. I have no idea, because he doesn't actually... in any. Well, I don't no. think there's any games where he has I mean, plumbing devices. There's a lot of pipes, isn't there? Yeah, he jumps through the pipes. Yeah, then what's the little mushrooms all about? You get mushrooms in your pipes. Maybe they made a, maybe they made a vegetarian carbonara the night before, washed up the bowl, mushroom went down the sink pipe, and you know. I think that's exactly it. There you go. It's for the times. Inclusive. Before he goes on his odyssey. Yeah, inclusive of everyone. Oh, there we go. Space Jam t-shirts. Ruined. Marks just spilled <laughs> just his uh, oat flat white down. shake down it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, I love Mario. See, it's only in the recent years of my life that I've realised that why Nintendo is fantastic is because they're just about fun. You know, I don't need to really dedicate hours of my life getting to know the games. It's just, bam, you're Mario, you're running around, you're right. on bikes, you're trying to kill Bowser. I'm not going to bad, I'm not going to bad mouth Mario here because I have done stuff with, with Nintendo and I do, I do love the brand, but Odyssey. They gave you a Switch, didn't they? They did. Odyssey. Oh, no, I did do some other stuff too. The Odyssey's tough. That is one of the first Mario games where I was like, I don't know where this thing is that I need to find. Do you know what's fuming about Mario Odyssey is I think I'm stuck on the last level. Stuck trying to beat the final boss. Just you wait, mate. Just you wait. Have you got the one where they turn into a cat? Bowser's Fury. There we go. Look, do you know what? Mario's great. Go buy the games. Mark's got no idea what he's talking about. Well, uh, Mark, <laughs> it, I've never played what, either. What's your, your favourite like computer gaming character? Uh, Club Penguin. Killing Mbappe on Switch. On FIFA. Um, my favourite, probably Snake from the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Strong. What about you? My favourite game? Character. Oh, my favourite character? Uh, yeah, for me, it's probably got to be yeah, either Mario or, um, do you remember Lemmings? The little, yeah, they were great. You, I grew up playing it with my mum. favourite characters are Lemmings? Yeah, well, they're not really characters, so I'd say probably Mario or Zelda. Okay. Yeah, I, I played a lot of Zelda. Mine, yeah, obviously, the... The butler in Tomb Raider that you'd lock in the fridge. Love him. Butler in, yeah, I remember it. Love him. And yeah, so if you like Super Mario, the only reason he exists was because Popeye said no. Very nostalgic episode this week, isn't it, boys? Just wittering away about old things. Yeah. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. It took over 100 years for the roller coaster loop to be perfected because beforehand it was just too painful. 
painful is in painful to get done or painful for the person? Painful for the person going through it. So originally, when uh, Looping Roller Coaster started, it was 1842, so a lot earlier than you might I think. I trusted them back then. Oh, wooden as well, but wooden, and also they were perfect circles. Now, when it's a perfect circle, it basically means that you get a load of G-force, then no G-force, then a load of G-force. So you were lucky if you didn't pass out, essentially. <laughs> so then over the years, they started perfecting it. And then when uh, tubular steel roller coasters came in, in about the 1960s, mm. they realized, oh, we can make it a different shape. So it took over 100 years for the roller coaster like sort of to finally get popular. Squashed circle now, isn't it? Yeah, so it's kind of more like a teardrop now. So the reason yeah. for that is that your body doesn't feel as many G-forces. And it doesn't have the loads of G, no G, loads of G, no G, which basically makes your body suffer in a it's really good horrible way. Do like we know... An- it's like Andrew Tate, isn't it, getting thrown in prison? He is indeed. Uh, <laughs> weird comparison, but yeah. It's top G. It's top G. Um, in the, do we know much about like the early days of that loop roller coaster if they ever went wrong? Because the idea for me with these loop roller coasters is what is it actually like when it goes up and just falls? Has that ever happened? It just doesn't stay connected. So, so in the olden days, because it was a perfect circle, you basically had to have a load of speed to get into it, and then you'd kind of come out. So they'd be made of wood. The wood would kind of bend as it went through as well. It wasn't very nicely engineered. Um, nowadays, if it happens, and it wouldn't happen because of the way that they're, that they're built, that even if you stopped at the like top of that loop, you wouldn't fall off because the car is actually... I um, locked into the system. I went on a wooden roller coaster, uh, a theme park in Texas called Astro World, and it had a really, really, I think it was famously one of the oldest roller coasters still, you know, uh, erected. And it was wooden. Bloody, t- on, uh, it's terrifying. I'd rather be on a loop de loop de loop de loop than that thing that didn't loop de loop, but was basically rocking and creaking the whole time you were on it. I, I like the fact that people way back in the 1800s didn't really know much about it, but were doing it anyway. And letting people on. I feel like, like I know, this is good for you. Yeah. What, what, yeah. They, they didn't call it roller coasters either. They were called centrifugal railways. That's boring. What, what and people thought they were getting from A to B using it? No, it's just, a, it's just a ride. What year? 18? 1842. <laughs> Back in 1842, do you reckon there was more they probably should have been focusing on the loop-de-loop roller coasters? Well, I don't know. But you've got to remember that back then, Connor, everything was in black and white. Oh, he's Ali. Yeah. Like yeah. World. yeah, yeah. World. Everything was very dim back then. I still believe that to this day, by the way. That the colours were just a little less colourful. I think, isn't it weird that this G-Force stuff, everyone talks about it, but no one knows about it. It's just like, oh yeah, there's G-Force. I can't work out with the old G-Force thing. Yeah. You know, stealth at Thought Park. Great. Yeah. I grew up really near Thought Park, so I used to go on that all the time. You don't feel much... You feel G, but not loads. And I feel like it would just kill you because it goes so fast. Well, it's a rapid acceleration, isn't it? So stealth is a ride where you're sat there in like a mock car. And all it does is it absolutely pings you up a huge loop and then you come back down the other side. Not an upside down loop de loop. So More like a- where, where you <coughs> tend to get G-force from on roller coasters. Do you ever find very quickly that Mark becomes like professorial? I like you know? it. You know, he's like, oh, like... Uh, like he's talking about stuff which I imagine people need a degree for, but does he care? No. <laughs> Carry on. That'll come up in my later fact. Um, where, where you get G force from on roller coasters is basically that as you approach that loop, your body is saying, "Well, I'm going to continue going forward," and then suddenly you're thrown in a different direction. So you're suddenly then going up. So the fact that you're being pushed in one direction, but your body wants to go another direction, that's why you get the G force. Right. Could be. Oh, but did you understand that? I watched no. a whole YouTube video on it. But the thing is with me is, yeah, great. You know, I'll go tell my friends that. So that's it. What will they say? Say it with enough confidence. Everyone believes you. What will they say when Three you years go over your Madri top? You go, 
Oh, you'll never guess what G-force is. It's when you, your body thinks you're going in one direction, then you suddenly go upwards. Pff, who knew? Probably it's time to leave, uh, which is fine. I'd accept that. Get yourself a travelling madry. Yeah, get yourself home, mate. Second fact of the show for Connor. Boston College has a policy that actually allows employees' children to attend the school for free if they are accepted. So they have to go through a process to try and be accepted if you are an employee. Great, right? One janitor... So I can't imagine a massively highly paid job. Had five kids, all of whom attended, and it saved $700,000 in free tuition throughout their lifetime. That's a lot of money. Because they were clever enough to be accepted because they were an employee's child. So who's paying for that? So it's completely covered. It just doesn't get paid. So you just go. So It's, the, ju- it's just like a full grant. Yeah, so it? if you work for Boston College, you have to be full-time. You have to be a full-time employee. You can't be like a sub-teacher or anything like that. If you're full-time... Your kid's good enough. They can go through this process. If they get through, they can just go to the, go to the college for free. But who's paying for like their textbooks and stuff? It's all covered by the school. But, but so, Yeah, but who's Oh, who's well, I guess it's state, work? isn't it? I guess it must be state. I don't know. I have no idea. It must be state or, or whatever. Or maybe the school just... Sounds like Nepo babies, doesn't it? Yeah, but seven... But the, the, the big beast, $700,000 is a bloody lot of money to save just from being That's a janitor. So, in my mind, I'm thinking, I wonder how many people actually just went and got jobs at Boston College... Because the amount of money, not many people can afford seven hundred thousand dollars in tuition fees. True. Any of them turn out to be someone of note? No, I did look at that yeah, as well. A shame, like in it. whether and, they and went, that per, and that that would have been a nice story. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the best bit to take from the the fact is like janitor, not exactly like a head or anything like that. Just the janitor, probably the lowest part of that college's like workforce. And yeah, five kids went seven hundred grand in the bank. Bosh, well saved. Good. I'd foul. Parents would be gutted. I'd quite like to be a janitor, I think. Probably because I'm not good at fixing stuff. Yeah, I, I just, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be really bad at this though. I would, honestly, my parents would be gutted. They'd be like, we, we're going to get you in here for free. Save yeah, loads I of money. I'd just foul the test straight away. FIFA. Yeah. But, oh, God, thank God. Could have put work in. Yeah. I'd be quite a surly janitor, I think. I would be one of the ones that you see in like a, a high school sitcom. Oh, there's old... You know, Simo the janitor. Never happy about anything. Always moaning. That, Scares all the kids. Kid would fa- get bullied just because they're your son. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd like to whack people over the head with my mop. Mm. When I first went to school, when I first went to secondary school, there was a science teacher there who would chuck a board rubber at you if you spoke out of turn. Damn right. And this was only in the early noughties. Yeah, I used to throw the Pritt stick tops. At, that's for a different day. You. <laughs> oh, that was my stomach. You're right there. That yeah. wasn't your stomach. That was a fart. No, it wasn't. Honestly, that was my stomach. That was IBS for you. It's gurgling. It's that naked bar. You, you, you realise that when Mark brings up a fact, we get, you know, all professorial, talking about G's. When you come back to your IBS. Save 700 grand and do a fart. There you go. <laughs> right, I want to tell you the story of a goose called Andy. Andy the goose. Andy the goose was born in 1987. He was a goose without feet. A goose. A goose. I thought you said goose. That does sound like you put a T on the end. Yeah. He was a goose born without feet in Nebraska in America. What did he wear instead of feet? You'd like this. Some sweet Nike sneakers. What, so, hang on, hang on. They, what, what do you mean, what did he wear instead of feet? Where is he wearing sneakers? The, the guy who owned him, who I think was a dude called Gene Fleming... Like manufactured a way to put his stumps into like little baby Nike sneakers. If ever, there so is this, a goose, fact. Please, right. this goose wandered around wearing his little Nike sneakers and became 
a little bit of a local folk hero. Of course you would. It's a goose in sneakers. He, he, he could have actual feet inside those sneakers and I'd still be impressed. He became I, didn't, a role, I didn't even know goose had feet. He became a role model, like especially for disabled children and stuff because he was able to walk, swim a role model and for fly. Other limbless geese, geese that were around. With his Nike shoes, Nike offered him... Uh, a lifetime deal for the shoes. This is bullshit. The bird wore out of shoes in about once a month. He even went on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. This which is, is... A huge... but it gets sad. And he disappeared a day later. He was found dead in a local park. And his sneakers taken? No. Well, they even they offered a reward of ten thousand dollars, but no one knows what happened. Bloody so... hell! It is real as well. So the and <laughs> they're not Nikes, by the way. They are Converse. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Nike must own Converse. Oh. Nike offered him a lifetime deal to supply the shoes. I mean, it's kind of. And he co- said, "No, I only wear Converse." F- off, Nike. Kind of cute. Kind of cool. Look, this has got everything. It. It's got a goose. It's oh. got a tra- like a, a redemption story. This goose can't walk or fly because he didn't have the feet, so they stick really swish sneakers on. It's a good, uh, good little sort of slogan there as well. It says, <laughs> "A footless goose becomes a footless goose in sneaks." Good His name's it? Andy as well. That's a funny name for a goose. Any animal that's got a regular human name is funny. And it's got the mystery in the end, the sad murder of Andy. And the goose was dead in a park. Found dead in the park. With the f- sneakers on. Yeah. But with his head and wings removed. Then no one knows what happened. It's very weird. Sad, isn't it? Imagine being that person that's done that. Yeah, wait. Mm. Oh, who, Andy the Who goose. could it be? Andy the goose. Andy the goose. What a legend. Look at him. He looks cute. And also the shoes are cute. Did they, were they customs or were they kids' shoes? Don't know. He was mm. only born a month. He died a month after I was born. Oh, really? Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah. He was fitted with special adapted baby-sized shoes. Great. His man Gene taught the bird how to walk with him. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? How do you teach well, a bird? It, how it's to... a little bit unfair if you're like you're going to wear these shoes. Can you walk with them? Nah, suffer, mate. <laughs> yeah, just push. You kind of feel like he should teach him to walk at that point. Do you know what's really funny? What? When I'm on the Wikipedia page for Andy the Goose, see also. Comes up at the bottom. List of individual birds. Who else is on that list? Great question. Albert Ross, who was an albatross. (laughs) Albert Ross the albatross. Great name. (laughs) Big fan of that. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. No, no, no. There are more. Only Albert. (laughs) No, no, no. There are more. But what I'm saying is that this, this, this one... That's all that's known. Like that's 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 the top. Nothing more. He just says Albert Ross and albatross. There's loads more on there, and that's that's what I'm taking away from today's show. Great, Albert Ross the Albatross, <laughs> the Central Park Mandarin Duck. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mark, bring this home for us. Give us your last fact. 33% of podcast presenters don't last past year three of a podcast and so decide to say they're leaving in a made-up statistic. This is you going? This is me going. Uh, I'm off. Really? I am, yeah. Who's taking over? Uh, we don't know yet. Why don't are you going? Know. Is it the fat joke? Because the fat jokes and the farm jokes. Is he joking or? No, I genuinely am actually leaving. Oh, really? I leave at the end of March. Leave Create. Leave Create. Oh, wow. Oh, we're really just putting this on the podcast. Great. We don't be so excited. Well, this is good news, isn't it? But yeah, I'm leaving. Well, listen, oh, that's sad. When's your last day? Uh, the end of March. So I've got uh, four more shows. Oh. I'm, I'm done. Well, that is sad. It's been that a treat. Sad. Make the most of Mark for four shows and then who knows what will happen. <laughs> Still got two more facts to go as well, so that'd be fun if you're listening or listening. Yeah. Connor, it's, funny how, it's funny how we usually spill one about most facts. The one Mark leaves. Yeah, straight away. Whatever. Connor, what's your last fact of the show? Okay, so <clears throat> most people prefer to be addressed in their right ear in everyday settings and are more likely to do a favour when the request is received in their right ear rather than their left ear, research suggests. Any idea why? No. Okay, so because it, well, that's it, that's attached to the left side of your brain. Hang on, exactly. Say, say, say that. Say that all again. Okay. So most people prefer to be addressed in their right ear in everyday settings, and are more likely to do a favour when that favour is received in their right ear as opposed to their left one. So if you lean forward to somebody and you've done it in the right ear, they're more likely to do it than the left ear. So the right ear is connected connected to the left side of the brain yeah so the uh this is the bit here this is word for word by the way because i didn't want to reword something that i don't understand right so a well-known asymmetry in humans is the right ear dominance for listening to verbal stimuli which is thought to reflect the brain's left hemisphere for processing verbal information this preference for hearing with the right ear is also found in rats japanese something Happy eagles, sea lions and dogs. Japanese something. So because it's connected to the left side of your brain, yeah. therefore the left side of your brain is the stimuli for verbal listening. So therefore when you're asking your right ear, you're a bit more... So you process it better. Process it better and a bit more attractive to what it is. How do they do saying. these studies? On the, they do these studies with rats? Apparently it was on the lions, dogs, the eagles. They told them something. So if they responded better when they said it in the right ear as opposed to the left ear. I ain't having that job. Yeah. Whispering, whispering to a lion. And also as well, it kind of explains to you that 
they can understand humans. That'd be what I take from it, as opposed to what is better. I'd be like with the lion. What are they asking what them to do? Do you know? No idea. No, I don't know that. That's crazy. That's a, that's crazy research. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a little. Google. I'm impressed deep, that you've research. bought this. This is normally the sort of thing that you are so annoyed at. No, no, I know, but I, I enjoyed this one. I think it's good, and it's also kind of maybe true. I think my right is more dominant. I listen to you more, Mark. You know, you're well, my right side. I talk to you now, <clears throat> how does this sound through your right ear? Sounds great. Left ear? Not great. Awful. Yeah. Takes not ages to not interested. Last fact of the show. If the solar system was the size of a 10 pence piece, mm-hmm. yeah, the Milky Way, which is the galaxy we are in, mm-hmm. is the size of America. Wow. It's pretty big. So bloody big. Bloody big. So solar system, that's where we are, is the size of a 10 pence piece. Right. The Milky Way, the galaxy that we are part of, would be the size of the USA. Huge, right? Yeah, massive, yeah. Big, big, big. How do they work this stuff out? Science. See, this is what we've come to. When they're too busy not, you know, whispering sweet nothings into the ears of a lion. Mm. Working on this. Just all comes down to science, mate. Anything you don't know, just say that. It's fine. We've pretty much accepted it in the last three years of Baffled. Science. Surely there's got to be aliens in this. What does it mean there's got to be aliens in this? Well, you know, Milky Way's that big. Surely oh, in the galaxy. I thought somewhere. you meant in working this out. Mm. I was like, I'm fairly certain humans could work this out on their own. Yeah, I mean, it does. Like, if I said to you, I've hidden a 10 pence piece in America, go find it, you'd take forever to find it, that right? That is it. That is actually it. So therefore, the chances are that there's a lot of stuff we haven't found in the Milky Way. Yes, he's right. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, we can't give out any official advice, but if you are sat in a plane, make sure you sit at the back. Uh, Also, talk to people in the right ear if you really want something. And if you love Super Mario, you've got Popeye to thank. Uh, We'll see you next week. And maybe, who knows? Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Uh, I will see you next week as well, officially. Until then, bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.